Hey, Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? Eh, uh, 23, sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field as well as the bottom of the playlist. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. Kentucky Motor Speedway is in the books, and we got something to celebrate right off the bat. There was no rain delay. Yes, we finally got a race where we didn't have to deal with rain or thunderstorms. Yes, it was sprinkling a little bit, but they did not delay the race. We did not have to see the red flag. Oh, it oh. You know, this calls for a celebration. Let me let me get my shot ready right here. So I got a shot glass right here in my hand. Uh, I, I, I know what you're thinking. Vanilla wafers, it's probably 10 in the morning where you're at. Yes, that is true. But you know what? We need to celebrate. This is a huge win for us. Oh, yeah. Here we go. This is for all the people who finally, we finally beat Mother Nature for one week. So let's celebrate this up. Celebration, bitches. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's see if I can do the rest of this podcast now. But we got a lot to talk about. We got the final results in for the Kentucky Motor Speedway race and actually a huge upset as well as our picks and see who was the winner out of our observer. So let's get all into it. Let's first look at the final results at Kentucky Motor Speedway. All right, so let's look at some sweet, sexy stats that we had for this race. It was a 400-mile race. It was presented by Walmart, you know, you know, the discount target. And there was 13 lead changes among nine different drivers. We had eight cautions in this race. And turns out the winner was a driver who only led four laps in this race. And guess what? It was also a rookie. The number 41 of Cole Custer pulls the biggest upset of the year winning at Kentucky Motor Speedway this is huge because the last rookie to really finish in the top 10 was Eric Jones in 2017 and this bastard won the race it was like holy hell if you would have bet on Cole Custer to win this race if you would have put say 20 bucks you would have won five thousand dollars that's how big this upset is so congratulations to Cole Custer and the number 41 machine for Stuart Haas Racing he wins the quicker state 400 at Kentucky Finishing second was the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. Great car, started from the back, moved all his way to the front, was so close, led 57 laps. Third place, Matt Benedetto in the number 21 with a great run this weekend. Finishing fourth was the number four of Kevin Harvick. Finishing fifth, we have the number one of Kurt Busch. Finishing sixth is the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Finishing seventh, another rookie, the number 95 of Christopher Bell. Finishing eighth, we have the number 10 of Eric Amarola, who, by the way, won stage one. And finishing ninth, winning stage number two was the number two of Brad Keselowski. Finishing 10th and rounding out the top 10 was yet another rookie, the number 8 of Tyler Reddick. Finishing 11th, we have the number 24 of William Byron. Finishing 12th was the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Finishing 13th, we have the number 3 of Austin Dillon. Finishing 14th is the number 14 of Clint Boyer. Finishing 15th is the number 22 of Joey Logano. Finishing 16th, we have the number 13 of Ty Dillon. Finishing 17th is the number 6 of Ryan Newman. Finishing 18th, we have the number 48 of Jimmy Johnson. Finishing 19th is the number 88 of Alex Bowman. And rounding out the top 20 was the number 17 
of Chris Buescher. Some noticeable drivers that finished outside the top 20 was the number 18 of Kyle Busch, the number 20 of Eric Jones, and the number 9 of Chase Elliott. They finished 21st, 22nd, and 23rd due to pit problems. Finishing 25th is the number 42 of Matt Kenseth, who was involved in two cautions, and a driver who got into an accident slammed the wall was another rookie, the number 38 of John Hunter Nemechek. He finishes 36th, and a driver with transmission issues finishing 38th was the number 37 of Ryan Priest. And that is your final results here at Kentucky. Now, let's get into the racing. Now, the finish was probably one of the best finishes of the year. I'm not going to take that away from Kentucky. They seem to have some great finishes. However, the first 200 laps were so painful to watch. I don't know if you guys were keeping an eye on when people would commit, would do passes or even on the restarts. If you were on the inside lane trying to pass or anything, you weren't going to get the position. You were actually going to lose two positions. So passing was nearly impossible with that track compound. And then also pitch strategies was very, very important. Let me give you an example. Chase Elliott was finished in second place in stage one. He was the guy to beat, it looked like at first, next to Eric Amarola. And then his pitch strategy was a little different. He had a bad restart. He never could come back. He never got any points in stage two, and he finished 23rd. Just could not get back into this race. It was... It was kind of a bummer. And then William Byron and Tyler Reddick, they were back in 20th and 23rd. The only reason they finished that high up was because of pitch strategies. Kevin Harvick's a perfect example, actually. He was in 19th, and he almost won the race because he just happened to start up front on the outside row a couple times, and that's how Cole Custer won. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love finishes like that. The last 67 laps were indeed entertaining because I didn't know who was going to win. It looked like it was going to be Martin Trex Jr., but, you know, you didn't know what was going to happen. But overall, I'd say um, this kind of package for this racetrack was a bit of a bummer, in a sense, for the first um, seven days of the race. Near the end, it was exciting. Basically, what this race was, in a sense, was Atlanta Motor Speedway, but without the cautions at the end. That's basically what this race was. And honestly, that would be a real bummer if they didn't have any of those cautions, because it would be considered one of the worst races of the year. But I don't want to take this away from Cole Custer. He's now in the All-Star race. He is with the pack of 22 drivers that can compete in it. That's also counted the fan vote winner, as well as the winner of the stages in the All-Star Open. So I'm mostly excited for that. That's on Wednesday. But before before we get into the all-star race, before we get into any of that, let's look at our picks and let's see how they did this weekend. Now, one thing I wanted to cover on before we get into the Kentucky picks, I just wanted to say that last Thursday's video, it's usually on Friday, but I had to leave to another town on Friday morning, broke a record. And let me tell you what this record was. This episode in particular that talked about the Kentucky picks broke the record for one of my least viewed episodes on this channel ever since the name change. Celebration! Woohoo! Yeah, I don't know what happened on there. Maybe people weren't excited about Kentucky, or maybe um, my picks weren't the best ones, or maybe I said something controversial on the other episode, and everyone was just like, "Nope, not watching this week. You can shove it in, good sir." But 
let's get into the results because nobody cares about my stats. Everyone wants to look at how our picks did. So let's get into it. So let's first look off at the safe picks. And let me be honest with you, the safe picks weren't really that safe. The only ones that really uh, delivered were Martin Trex Jr. and Kurt Busch. Kyle Busch, believe it or not, out of the 20 drivers I talked about, he only beat three of those guys. I think it's official now. Until they do practice or anything like that, Kyle Busch should be off your list for now because, my goodness, he is letting us down as bad as the weather is letting us down at the racetracks. And another guy that let us down was the number nine, Chase Elliott. I mean, he just had bad luck with uh, his pit strategies and could not make his way back forward, so he only got his 23 points. Denny Hamlin was another guy who struggled all weekend, scoring only 25 points. But Martin Trex Jr. got 42 points, and Kurt Busch got 35 points. I'd say that's really good for those two drivers. But the top 10 guys actually did fairly well, excluding Eric Jones. Eric Jones just so happened to have his worst finish. In fact, everybody except Martin Trex Jr. kind of struggled in the Toyota camps because Brad Keselowski got 38 points. He got that stage win. Pretty lucky there. Didn't really have the best car in the world at first. Ryan Blaney dominated with 46 points. Kevin Harvick actually got 38 points, which is all right in a sense, but I still wouldn't have picked him because he struggled for most of the race. He just got lucky there at the end, which gave him those 38 points. So lucky him to, like, it's almost like he's guaranteed 35 points no matter where we go. Uh, Tyler Reddick with 27 points got the top 10. Um, I said he would be a top 10 guy, just squeaked in right there. So I'd say that's an all right spot for him. And for the Dark Horses, the Dark Horses actually were the ones who did the best overall. According to the stats, Christopher Bell got 7th with 30 points, which was really good. Joey Logano finished 15th, but he dominated in the stage races. He's kind of like Austin Dillon this week, and I thought there was no way he would get a top 10, which kind of was true, but he did really good early and got 37 points. So if you actually did not listen to me, uh, good job on that one. Jimmy Johnson in the number 48, he was kind of with Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott on the pit road strategies, and then he got taken out by Brad Keselowski, which only gave him 22 points. So that was a bit of a bummer. Cole Custer was the biggest win in the dark horse uh, factor with 48 points. I mean, no one would have predicted that. I did not predict that. I thought Tyler Reddick was going to be the best rookie. Not Cole Custer, but, you know, Stuart Haas Racing is starting to turn everything around. So maybe start keeping an eye on some of those drivers now that are not Kevin Harvick and Stuart Haas because they're starting to really show their show how good they can be because Eric Amarola still got 39 points thanks to that stage one win. Now his uh, top five streak finally ended but you know what still 39 points shoot keep putting him in if he keeps doing that in these stage races i mean my goodness it's not a bad idea to keep him on now let's look at the shoot for the moon guys these stats are literally like shoot for the moon you either got 25 or more points so kind of hit the moon or you completely missed it entirely and you hit the asteroid belt starting with Clint Boyer he was able to finish right around the top 10 I figured maybe he was going to do that because that seems to be Clint Boyer's style excuse me holy cow I'm starting to slur my words already I just had one um he got 25 points Austin Dillon uh, was able to do good in the stage finishes and got you 28 points if you picked him Ricky Stenhouse was a bit of a letdown. He only got eight points, so actually, kind of, no, it was a real letdown. I think whatever momentum he had with the Coca-Cola 600 was probably just there just for those specific races because, man, eight points, that's a bit of a bummer for him. Alex Bowman was able to do good in the stage races, but again, with the Chase Elliott situation, he only got 27 points. And then John Hunter Nemechek, I completely missed that one. I was just like, I got a hunch on him. Woo! 
That was a bad hunch. I should have went with Michael McDowell, but even then he finished near the back anyways. So those were our picks. Some noticeable guys that I did not include on this top 20 list, one being Matt Bandetto, who I completely missed. I mean, he scored 43 points. So if you didn't listen to me at all and you actually put Matt Bandetto in, congratulations to you. You're obviously smarter than me. Uh, William Byron in the number 24 machine. I mean, at first it looked like I was kind of going to be right on that one, but able to work out a strategy to get him 26 points, so good job for him. Ty Dillon snuck on in there with 20-so points, and then Ryan Newman again with another 20 points. So there were some drivers that kind of fit in, like Matthew Benedetto, who squeaked in and just kicked absolute ass, and other guys were just like, eh, they were kind of shoot for the moon to begin with. They kind of got 20 or so points. They beat at least Kyle Busch, Eric Jones, and John Hunter Nemechek. So those are those picks. Now let's look and see who was the best observer going into this week. It is now time for the four-way showdown. All right, so let's review who the four observers are. It is me, Mechanical Manny, Doofus Rufus, Crazy Corrado, and then we add a fifth line, which is the bums list. If you go below this line, you are considered a bum for this week. So, the bums list is going to get Matt Bandetto, William Byron, Ty Dillon, Ryan Newman, Chris Buescher, and Michael McDowell. The reason why I picked these drivers is these are the drivers I did not mention at all in the last episode. So, uh, they completely missed my radar. And if we pick people who weren't in that list, then we are bums. So, the bums list right now is at 127 points. So let's see how the observers did. I went with Kurt Busch, Chase Elliott, Eric Jones, Tyler Reddick, Eric Amarola, and Alex Bowman. Mechanical Manny went with Ryan Blaney, Martin Trex Jr., Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, and William Byron. Crazy Corrado went with Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Martin Trex Jr., Kyle Busch, Eric Jones, and Eric Amarola. And Doofus Rufus, being the intelligent man that he is, decided to go with the last three winners in the Cup Series at Kentucky and the last three winners in the Xfinity races. So, kind of a cheap way to do it, but, you know, it works. It works. And the sixth place guy, the guy who got the least amount of points, will not be included. So, it's our top five guys. So, let's get into it. In fourth place, with a score... Of 151 points, which means they are not a bum, but they're still the worst of the four, is Vanilla Wafers at 151 points. Yep. This one's a bit of a bummer. Um, I've been talking so much crap, and uh, now I'm paying the price. I won the last four weeks, and I decided to take a gamble with uh, Alex Bowman. I thought Eric Jones was going to do good, and, um, you know... Just never really paid off, so uh, I'm going to have to take my L with some pride. Uh, this podcast, and maybe that's why nobody listened to last weekend because they heard my picks and they're like, dude, do not listen to this guy. He doesn't have any clue on what he's talking about. And according to my finishing in this final results, uh, apparently I didn't. So uh, I will place fourth and I will look off from the distance at the podium and wonder, man, how did I suck so badly this weekend? Now, let's see where the rest of the people finish. Um, I looked at the points, and what separates the top three is nine points. So, these guys did really, really good. They were really, really close. And finishing in third place with a score of 173 points. Wow. I missed this guy with 22 points, man. I really sucked. 
was Crazy Corrado. Yep, uh, Crazy Corrado went with Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Martin Trex Jr., who did really good for him, but he also went with Eric Jones and Kyle Busch, so he had to collect 16 points somewhere, and he threw Eric Amarola in there. I'd say those were some really, really good picks, but unfortunately, some other driver, other people on this list picked better drivers. So, the question is, who won between Mechanical Manny and Doofus Rufus. Mechanical Manny has been placing second a lot in the last couple of weeks. He's getting pissed. He wants to win. And Doofus Rufus just loves wasting my time. But actually, he did fairly well in this week since he got either second or first. Let's see here. With the score of 175, just barely losing to the winner by seven points and claiming another silver medal in his place is Mechanical Manny. He barely missed it by seven points. It was really William Byron that did him in compared to Doofus Rufus picking Christopher Bell. Oh dear God, I just realized that Doofus Rufus just won. He came on as a joke and he did no research and he just won. Uh, no celebration music. I think we need some sad music or something. Sorry, Mechanical Manny. You're just destined for second place. I don't know what to tell you. You had some great picks. I mean, Ryan Blaney, Martin Trex Jr., Brad Keselowski, they all did good for you. It was the Henrik guys that let you down, and he just picked all those rookies, and they just happened to work out for him. So um, let's see if we can get him in here. Um, I, I, I have to. Um, he's, he's the first winner besides me in this event, so let me get him in. Wait. Where is that coming from? Who, who's playing that? Ah, uh, yes. I, I have, have returned. returned. Who said that? Ah. Oh, here he is. Glad you're here. Um, do you know why you're here? I have no idea. I am going to be honest. I was under the impression that I was not allowed on the premises again. Yeah, you were not supposed to be on the premises again. However, something has happened this weekend. It's quite tragic news, and that is that you won the fantasy picks. Do you even remember who you picked? I have no idea who I picked. I'm not surprised that I won, though. Oh my gosh, such a prick. Okay, do you have anything to say on your victory, then? I'm just going to let you just talk, okay? I'm a man of sheer power. Oh, jeez. Nothing but raw talent. Mm -hmm. It's hard walking around being a beam of intelligence such as I am. Are you done yet? I just want to add that everyone who finishes outside of the top ten in a race doesn't even matter. Wait. Hold on. You do realize that Kyle Busch was on your roster and he finished 21st. Do you know that? I don't even know who that is. You, you know what? Get out. Get out. That is ridiculous. You picked him five times last week. I don't even want you on the show ever again. This is absolutely ridiculous. I only pick winners. If he didn't win, I'd... You picked him five times last week. Do you remember any of this? I don't recall being on the show last week. Get out. Get out. That is, that is laughable. You're never invited again. Take your one measly soul victory and get the hell out of my sight. They always hate who's on top. I've been on top for the last five weeks. Where have you been? On top. I have a 100% win rate. Get out. Get out. This is officially the blackest day on my podcast. I, I don't know what else to say, except, um, well, I'll just try my best to recover from this. 
Uh, what else do we got in the news? Oh, yeah. Don't forget that the All-Star Race is happening on Wednesday at Bristol Motor Speedway. They're going to have fans there. And like I said, there's going to be 21 cars running in that race. That should start at 7.30 Eastern for the All-Star Open. So don't miss that. It's going to be a good race with undergo lighting, all the shenanigans that you would think of. Oh, and a cone to pick which side you want to be on. So it's going to be really cool. And other than that, hope you guys are doing well. Thank you so much for listening to The Best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull right on in, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.